Talent Talk Tuesdays is all about harnessing your God-given talents to live with greater clarity, purpose, and joy. You are wonderfully made, my friends. May all we do be for God's glory. Hello and welcome. This is Talent Talk Tuesdays, and I'm your host, Lisa Maladnik. Today's episode starts a five-part series on self-care. And today I'm going to multitask a bit because I really want to introduce this well. And I'm going to introduce you to a new concept I'm calling purposeful self-care and invite you to talk with me about coaching or coach training. How are those three things related? I hope it'll fall into place for you as I talk. And yeah, it is a little bit of a sales pitch, but a gentle one. I always trust everybody's discernment. But if you're wondering, If these things tie together with coaching, my being a coach and my knowing so many great Catholic coaches in different niches and specialties, um, I just think I, from time to time, need to make that open offer that you can talk to me at no cost if that's something you're discerning, okay? Now, purposeful self-care is a concept that is counter-cultural and I believe can help you grow in holiness. That's what this whole program is about. And it's based on the great mystery that I talk about all the time, that God is present in all that he creates, including you and me. That he made you, and he loves you, and he wants you to receive his love, his strength, and his knowledge, so you can carry out your mission, and so you can do it with joy. Uh, I love the scripture from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. This whole letter is extraordinary. But in chapter 3, verses 14 to 19, which is, by the way, written from a prison cell, St. Paul is writing in great affliction to encourage the people of Ephesus so they don't get dragged down and drained and, you know, lose heart because of his suffering. So he's encouraging them, encouraging, helping them to be courageous and not discouraged by his affliction. So St. Paul writes this. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named that he may grant you in accord with the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner self and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the holy ones what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. It can be so hard for us, number one, to truly believe with all our hearts that we are loved by a God so immense, majestic, glorious, infinite that we just can feel like specks how could he possibly be right here with us in this moment as we're having this kind of podcast connection with each of us fully completely with great tenderness and compassion but here that god desires and scripture teaches us right saint ambrose says when we pray we we talk to god when we read scripture he talks to us so here from St. Paul, that God desires to pour into us all that we need to fulfill our mission, to get to heaven, to bring other souls with us. And obviously that is through sacramental life and time in prayer and in community with other believers. We need all those things, they're essential. But it is also in the ways we live out our calling. 
So discerning where he uniquely meets us in our needs is a humbling task. And it's hard to make time for. Our, especially here in the United States, I know that I have uh, listeners in various parts of the world, but in our American culture, which is this part of it, I'm not happy, has spread like a virus around the world through the marketplace. There's this sense that productivity and constant motion is what virtue is. Of course, we have to work and we have to do things, but we also really need to slow down in humility. We have to admit our need and we have to consider prayerfully where God might be calling us out of self-sufficiency and into reliance on him more and more fully, into rest, into restoration and play. Through these things, he is strengthening us to carry our crosses again with more courage and more joy. I want to tell you a quick personal story. I could easily be a workaholic. I love what I do, and it really fills me in a lot of ways. I also love my family life, and I have some good friends, and praise God, I have a really, really sweet life. Have I carried heavy crosses? Yes, of course. And somewhere along the way, I was the kid that was always singing to herself growing up. My family sang everywhere we went. We were a military family. We were constantly moving around, and if we were in the car or camping or doing something together, we often were in song. You know, six kids and two parents in multiple harmonies, laughing, singing, having a wonderful time. Music has been such a part of my foundations. But in recent years, I've been working so much, I've realized how music dropped out of my life. So a weird thing started to happen to me a few months ago. God asked me to join the choir. And that's a little bit of a long story, so I won't tell you every piece of it. But it started and then was confirmed in scripture and through chance meetings repeatedly with the choir director of our incredible choir at our church in New York. Uh, it started one day after the noon mass, the choir director was there not far away from where I was standing, just, you know, kind of whispering a few words to a friend that was at mass when suddenly I was engulfed in women saying, hey, choir director, here's this lady. We hear her singing at mass. Several of them were complete strangers to me. You need to have her in your choir. And I was like, blah, 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 blah. you know, I'm not a singer and I, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I made all my apologies and beat a hasty retreat. And then scripture kept speaking to my soul powerfully. Sing his praises with all your skill. Now, mind you, I am, I can carry a tune, but I am not a singer. I'm not a trained singer. And so I thought, this can't be right. And I tested him and tested him over and over again. And then I kept running into the choir director, which had never happened to me before, ran into him a couple of times. And I finally gave in when my Christian friend said to me, if you think God is telling you to do something, obey without delay. <gasps> Did that ever strike my heart? Because I kept saying to the Lord, you're not really striking my heart. You're teasing at me. You're suggesting something very strongly to me, but I still haven't had that convicting moment. Well, there it was, okay? And what I'm discovering, even though all I've done is have my initial, what they call an interview with the choir director, where he goes through the scales and has you sing things and he places you in your place in the choir. So I am now officially a member of the choir starting in a couple of months. But my point is that ever since yesterday, when I had this interview, like this goofy joy is bubbling up in me. I feel so much bolder, more courageous than I have felt in a long time. And I'm, a, I'm fairly gutsy. I'm, you know, timid by nature, but God has taught me along the way, and I trust him more, have all my normal doubts and neuroses, but I just feel a kind of goofy joy welling up in me that I know was part of his purpose in this, also drawing me into this beautiful faith community of the people providing the music for the liturgy. So what 
is more attractive in this world, this confused world, than a joyful Christian. Not a dour Christian, not a, oh, I'm working so hard every day. You know, look at the wrinkles of my forehead. I'm always like at my desk or, you know, working hard, doing work I love, praise God. But where's the joy? Yes, I've always had this quiet joy. I'm so grateful for that. That's a gift from God. But now it's externalizing more. I mean, I really do feel like something is shifting. So for the next four weeks, I'm going to be going into more depth about self-care. Like, what is it we really need to thrive? And how can we go about it through that lens of the four talent domains that I just touched on in the last series on your needs are holy, right? That you're influencing needs, you're executing needs, and so on. Okay, so the four domains. And all of this is to jumpstart your thinking. Okay, I'm going to give you lots of examples of possibilities for you in the four domains, but I'm really hoping the Holy Spirit's going to take this in each of you and run with it. So you can make self-revealing kind of, maybe you'll jumpstart off of something that I say, but come up with your own things, how you can make powerful small changes in your life that are the most likely to re-energize you back into your life in new ways, into your mission for God. Small changes that can reboot your creativity, your enthusiasm, and level up your ability to be fully engaged and present in your unique and unrepeatable life. Okay, this is a very personal exploration. So as usual, I delve into each topic around self-care um, to encourage you to do even a little basic self-coaching by journaling on those sparks of inspiration. I'm not gonna have a worksheet for this part of it, but please do use the previous worksheet if I've already sent it to you, this could really help. So whatever these talks bring to light for you, notice those lights. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will find a way to draw your heart and your mind into whatever God is personally asking you to address in your self-care needs. Hey, really notice what goes through your mind as you listen to this series and be ready to take some notes so you can ponder them further, capture them, take your thoughts captive, and then you'll be able to start to make some plans little by little, baby steps. And think of this, this not as a pass, fail, or right, wrong sort of a thing. There's no one size fits all solution to our holy well-being. You are unique and unrepeatable. Remember, your solutions are not likely to be just like anyone else's. The healthy approach is to think of this process as inquiry and experimentation. I love to say to my clients and people that I've taught and spoke to or, you know, in various places that your life can become a learning laboratory as you delve into this pathway of your strengths, your talents, your needs, your blind spots, all of this, your examination of conscience, which we've talked about, but even in this pathway of self-care with this desire to draw closer to God and to your authentic self and to others. So now here's the pitch. If you're feeling overwhelmed or stuck, I'd like you to prayerfully consider the possibility that it may be time to engage a coach to walk with you and facilitate this, con this uh, process. We all need, I have coaches of my own. I have two coaches. I don't meet with them every single week, but they're special in their own ways. They help draw other things out of me. They help me to keep progressing forward. And believe me, the clarity I have now versus just a few years ago is remarkable, okay? And I don't mean that I've been, that you have to coach for that many years straight, but you know, hey, it's my thing. <laughs> but anyway, but they're there to be a sounding board and help you go more deeply into where God may be calling you to gain clarity on your calling and your goals, to guide you in a unique process to that place of deep connection with God in your heart, 
and encourage and support you as you level up your lifestyle a little at a time. So reach out to me if you'd like to learn more about what coaching is, where you might find a good coach. And I want you to jot down a resource, just so you know it's not just about me and my coaching practice or about money in my pocket. My money in my pocket is souls in heaven. My money in my pocket is some of you find something game-changing, grow closer to God, have more courage, and live your life more fully. I mean that with all my heart. I'm going to be 64 this year. I, how many years do I have left on earth? I don't know. But this is about the long game for me. This is about the unique and unrepeatable souls who hear this. So jot this down, catholiclifecoaches.com. It is free for you to use. Uh, you just go through it and you can find all sorts of Catholic life coaches, people who are faithful to the magisterium. Um, I personally really love, depending on the specialty, ICF aligned training. That's for life coaching and leadership coaching, but there's health and wellness coaches, all kind of neat stuff in there. So take a look. Um, and you can interview lots of people for free. We all do exploratory calls. So again, it's a free listing service. Take a look, catholiclifecoaches.com. I'm also going to invite those of you interested in becoming coaches. So many are being called. People of mature faith, people are sensing that God is asking them to give something back. And think about becoming coaches and come and book some time with me because I'd love to tell you about the beautiful amazing work that Catholic coaches are doing in the church and the marketplace. Even in secular environments, Catholic coaches are doing remarkable work, life-changing work, and, and in oftentimes soul-saving work. Uh, this work is just so needed and, and increasingly in demand. So I can answer your questions about how you can get trained at the highest possible professional level through an authentic Catholic lens. If God is green-lighting you just to inquire, I'm here. It won't cost you anything. And believe me, I am praying for you all, all the time. If this is your calling, come talk to me. There's not a lot out there that's authentically Catholic and aligned with the International Coaching Federation, which is the gold standard, okay? And I teach at a highly reputable school where I trained, and now I have this joy of teaching Catholic students. There's no other program that I've been able to find, very sincerely, that's quite like it in terms of its comprehensiveness and its faithful Catholic uh, nature. So. That's the end of the commercial, but please do consider it, take it to prayer. So back to the basics of this idea of purposeful self-care. Self-care that contributes to holiness, not self-absorption. Now, believe me, I have nothing at all against uh, luxurious vacations. One of the highlights of our family history is when I saved up and took my family to Rome. I mean, it was fabulous, Airbnbs and great food. Those kinds of adventures can be unforgettable bonding opportunities with you and your loved ones, okay? But, you know, massages, uh, you know, uh, spa treatments, all that kind of thing, even time in blissful solitude. I've known people who have like borrowed a friend's summer home to just take time to journal and be closer to God or go on a silent retreat or curl up somewhere without anyone bothering them with a good book or a playlist or an art project or a long nap. <laughs> Okay, so when our lives are in balance and we're living for God, any of these things can be on the table. He loves you. He does not want you to be selfish and self-absorbed. We know that. But so I just don't want you to think that this series this month will be a prissy kind of overscrupulous experience. God is a joyful God. He has made a very beautiful world for us to enjoy. He has woven beauty into us. He calls us to greater beauty. I really believe that my being called to sing in the choir is about God pouring more beauty into my life. I really think that's part of it, just pouring in more beauty, because this choir is really something. I'm so outclassed, it's unbelievable. But 
Anyway, I think you'll find this series fun, creative, and encouraging. And what I'm hoping you'll take away from this series is twofold. One, as I've been saying pretty relentlessly, your needs are holy. And because they are holy, they are meant to be pathways to greater intimacy with God and with each other. Gosh, this world is so lonely. Mother Teresa talked about that a lot. There's been so much more isolation as many of our relational bonds and pathways to each other were broken during the lockdowns. So much harm was done to our connectedness. So go through this with me in each of the four categories um, and think about and pray about how to meet those needs because it's, it's worth all the learning and exploring. It's worth some effort, but it, again, it takes humility to admit that we need self-care. There can be a little bit of a stigma on that with people of faith. Like, I don't want to think about myself. I just want to serve others. And then you run out of gas. And how good are you at serving others? Right? Put on your own mask first. Okay? Especially when so much of the self-care industry is consumerist and in a kind of a selfish spirit, right? A vain kind of competitive spirit. And our Christian souls just rebel against that. We know that's not the truth. We know there's something missing. So we are a Jesus-loving people, and we want to be more and more like him. So this series will be about purposeful and selfless self-care. <laughs> I tried to say that three times fast. Hmm. That's an intriguing paradox to me, but I know it's true. There's a way to have selfless self-care and to have the joy of it. So in the next four weeks, I'll come at this topic through the lenses of those four talent domains. I'll say them again, relationship building, strategic thinking, influencing, and executing. Okay, those are the four Gallup domains that those 34 talent themes are grouped under. They're like columns, okay? And I'm going to cover purposeful self-care in the following areas of our lives. The spiritual life, relationships, rest, diet, exercise, and play. All right, so think of a matrix, those four columns of the four domains, and then the rows, spiritual life, relationships, rest, diet, exercise, and play. Okay, so it's going to be you know, I'll present it quite simply. I'll just go through the categories in each domain one week at a time. But you may have noticed that career is not on the list. Now, we can absolutely get our needs, many needs, met at work, relationally, creatively, in our sense of purpose. We can be energized by the values of the organizations we work inside of, the great people we get to collaborate with, and the people we serve. We can find great meaning in the work we do. Not everybody has that kind of getting fed at work. All too many don't, but it is possible. You know, we have a, having work to do as a basic human need. People who are out of work too long can just feel really terrible and disconnected from an important part of themselves. And much of the rampant burnout, you know, on the other side of things, frustration and even loneliness, um, it's just not solvable from finding really even really great work like a lot of what people are experiencing has more to do with not having things in balance okay so we're going to go into that in more detail so at a later date i'll focus more on work on discerning your personal vision and purpose and mission and where that takes you professionally in terms of ministry work perhaps you know all sorts of things like however god is speaking to you but for now let's get ourselves in top form to be ready for the big vision, the clear purpose, and the challenging and exciting mission that God has for each of us. How to take care of ourselves well enough, right? Not obsessively, but well enough, so we're ready. We are at the starting block. Let's ramp up self-care so we are ready to rock whatever purpose and calling God has in mind for us in this unique season of our lives. 
He has a purpose. He anoints every season of our lives. So I'll see you next week when I'll begin with the relationship building domain. And please do remember, you are wonderfully made by God. Thanks for listening. God bless you. I'm praying for you. Please pray for me too.